Welcome back to a Simple Homesteading Life podcast. I am Anne, and this is episode 17. And today we're going to talk about designing your kitchen garden and what it takes to actually make one. Is it as easy as I'm making it sound or is it a little bit more detailed? Well, it's up to you. And that's the truth of the matter. How detailed do you want your kitchen garden to be? How much space do you have? What kind of material do you have on hand? We're going to go over that today because I truly, in my heart of hearts, believe that everyone, everyone should have a kitchen garden regardless of where they reside. Can you always have a market garden? No. Can you always have an extremely large garden? Absolutely not. But what you can have is a kitchen garden. And I'm going to teach you how. And I'm going to give you the material list and I'm going to give you the concept behind it. And I want you guys to get started on building your own beautiful portager. So once upon a time, kitchen gardens or farmhouse kitchen gardens were known as a portager or portager. And the concept behind them is easy access from your kitchen to harvest food items or herbs or whatever the case is and bring them directly into your kitchen. So you didn't have to go out to the main garden or or what we know now as market gardens. These were just quick, easy items and staples that you can actually have quick access to go grab some rosemary or some chives, you know, or even some chard to throw into some soup, whatever the case was, that is what it was designed for. But there was a concept behind it. And the concept was to have some sort of beauty in this layout. So it wasn't just a typical raised bed garden and you dropped your vegetables in and that was it. However, though, some garden kitchen gardens are designed like that, but that wasn't the initial concept of a portager. If you have seen photos of my main garden, you will know that that could very well be my kitchen garden. It's right off my kitchen. It's right there in that space. It's designed to have flowers and herbs and vegetables and root vegetables and trellises, everything that would be the epitome of a kitchen garden, but it's off a little bit. When I went and sat down and thought about designing a kitchen garden, one that I can actually walk out my back door without slipping my boots on or my shoes on and just harvest something quickly and bring it indoors, I knew that there was going to be a design that I wanted, something that was going to be specific, that drew attention to the eye, and that it was different and original. And unfortunately, because where we live, I cannot grow things directly in the ground. So I had to really work with the concept of using raised beds. I would love to one day be able to build um, a market garden or a full um, harvest garden and a kitchen garden directly into the ground. And I know that one day that's going to come, but because where we live in the mountains and the land erosion and the rocks that are on here, it's very difficult. So I had to park all of the beautiful photos that I've seen of England and Scotland and the Mediterranean, you know, back in the days where the kitchen gardens were the most popular and really just come up with an idea and concept of my own. And unfortunately, but fortunately, I am able to build in raised beds. So when we needed to tear the deck down because it was rotted, I initially wanted that whole back space to be a part of the kitchen garden. But practicality stepped into place and um, the family wanted a deck and the sun didn't reach the whole area anyways. So I claimed a quarter of the deck space to start my project. And I'm really happy with it. So what I'm trying to say is regardless if you're building in raised beds or terracotta pots or pots of any sort, there is another concept and design that you want to flow in with because you want the beauty of the garden to capture you as well. 
color is everything when it comes to laying out a portraiture. And the main thing that you have to keep in mind is color can come from anything. Your food items that you're growing in there. Rainbow Swiss chard is a great example. There are green beans that are a red color or yellow. And then on top of that, you can drop nasturtiums. They're edible. They're absolutely great. Sage that's allowed to flower. Things like that are things that you want to think about when you're planting your garden. Yes, it is edible. Yes, it could be medicinal. Yes, it could be herbal, whatever the case is, but you want color in that space. That's an extension of a garden that sets visual appeal while being able to consume from it. So as you're laying out your garden, think of the color that you can actually bring into it. The joy of a kitchen garden is this, is that it can rotate with you through the season. So there is a summer garden, a spring garden, um, a fall garden even. So we did not finish our garden until pretty much after the planting season for the summer. So I had no opportunity to plant anything for the summer. However, what's planted in the kitchen garden right now is all fall items. And they're little fall items. They're not big and bulky or anything like that because the space is rather small. There's actually only four beds in there. I could have squeezed five, but because Justin wanted a little bit more of a walkway and we have a little granddaughter that likes to toddle around back there, it was necessary to keep the walkways a little bit wider on that. And so we designed it with four beds in mind and two cast iron antique chairs. And I'm going to tell you, those chairs set the precedence for the feel of the entire garden. I do have some perennials planted in the garden that will remain there. For example, I have echinacea in the garden. I have oregano, sage, thyme is in there that will stay in there permanently. There is a nice big bed of Jerusalem artichokes where the tubulars will be harvested and enough will be left in the ground to continue to grow for years to come. I would love to have an artichoke plant somewhere near there only because when you do allow them to blossom, it blossoms to a beautiful purple hue. Um, so with that said, it does contain perennials and they will remain in that garden. But what's nice about the space that I created in each of those beds is I can drop food items when whatever season that we're in. So I'm going to give you a detail of what we dropped for the fall garden. And the fall garden will actually represent pretty much the spring garden. So imagine the spring and fall garden being about the same concept, maybe different items at different times. Okay, so from seed, we went ahead and started carrots, beets, celery, cabbage, lettuce, snap and snow peas, rainbow chard, bunching onions, spinach, radishes, kohlrabi, kale, and collards. And then for my fruit item, because usually there's a fruit tree or a fruit bush somewhere nor near the kitchen garden where, you know, you can grab a quick snack or whatever the case is, I planted figs in a pot. And I'm really excited by it because I plan on taking those with us when we sell this property. So having them in this huge terracotta pot and putting a fig in there that's a bush variety, I'm really excited. So I have a fig pot in there as well, too. So let me tell you how I laid this out, though. So it wasn't laid out all in rows. There was something a little differently that I did on there. Now. Because I have perennials growing in various spots, all in the four beds and in the um, whiskey barrel and terracotta pots, what's nice about it is, is that as I'm starting seeds, I could take various items and just drop plant them in the holes where something would be. For example, I know that the basil is going to be pulled out of the um, 
the beds pretty soon. So in lieu of that, I went ahead and planted carrots. So I didn't plant little rows of carrots in one bed I did, but in most places I just scattered seeds all over the place. So they're just going to pop up. The same thing I did that with the chard as well too, and the um, kale. I just dropped them wherever I could. The kohlrabi, because I wanted it in one specific spot, I went ahead and did it claimed a section at, for the kohlrabi and I did the same thing for the spinach and the bunching onions but everything else was kind of just dropped into where there was room there was nothing that was calculated in that moment in time so what you would see would be like kale here kale there chard here chard there carrots here carrots there beets in this section um it was it's just designed to be mismatched everything that it is, it doesn't have to be perfect rows. I mean, if I had a bigger space, potentially, yes, I would want to have it in a bigger collection. But because of my design anyways, of how I do things, it's always mix, mash, throw it in there, make it fit, make it work kind of thing. So next year, when I do the spring garden, it's never going to look as it does for the fall garden. It's going to be variable. It's going to have different things. Maybe I won't put chard in there this year. Maybe I'll put garlic in October, I'll drop some garlic, whatever the case is. It's just designed to be universal, functional, but beautiful at the same time. And beauty does change with each season. I have vining foods that actually are in the garden. Like I told you with snap and snow peas are in there this year. And in the summertime, I'll go ahead and plant those little jerkin mouse melons, those tiny little ones that you can pop and put in your mouth. I am going to plant those in the summertime in there. So I when I thought about what kind of trellis I wanted, I wanted something really original. So one of the trellises that holds the sugar peas is made out of alder wood. So basically it's alder woods designed into a teepee type form tied on the top. And then the peas are going to just vine all the way up that with lettuce in the middle. And then the next one, we went to our local store that actually gathers and gleans from older places and buildings and whatnot and bought a railing that came off. It's a very vintage piece and that will house the snow peas. So it's different. There's nothing that is universal in that garden that you can look at other than the beds. And that's what I love about that space. So I couldn't stop with just being original in regards to the types of trellis that I have and what I chose to plant and the layout of the garden. But the pathway itself was created because when we tore up the deck that was rotted, there was basically they left the concrete deck that was there after they broke it up underneath the wood deck. So I was just, I told Justin, just take it, haul it off on the property and just dump it there. And he was like, no, we're not doing that. And I go, well, I'm not paying to dump it. So we turned it into a completely beautiful project. And that project was to make a pave, paver walkway, basically all those broken pieces create a walkway through the kitchen garden. And I love it. And I absolutely love it. It fit my concept of recycle and reuse, and it gives it a little bit of a pop. So now we have these cement, broken up cement pieces lining the bed and we filled the holes up with, I went ahead and I dug up all the river rock that was there and used as much as I possibly could, but we needed more. So we ended up buying crushed rock. Yes, we didn't end up buying crushed rock, but the crushed rock gives it so much old world feel and so much personality to it. 
I, I just love sitting there and looking at it. And I cannot wait for the deck to be done where we could step into that space and it's just going to be stunning and beautiful and clean. I, I just, I honestly can tell you that I could sit there all day in that space and work or just sit and read or sit and just, I don't know, do whatever I wanted to do, have lunch, whatever the case is. It's designed that it makes you feel good to look at it. And that is exactly what I wanted out of that space. All right. So that's my beautiful dream space. That is my small kitchen garden, which is fit for the size of our property and the space in which we have. Now, of course, not everybody can have that space. And that is okay. If you're living in the, a townhouse or an apartment or, you know, the suburbs where you have to follow HOA regulations, whatever the case is, let me just tell you, you can still achieve a kitchen garden and you can just do it through container gardening. Beautiful terracots can be purchased at the thrift stores or on Marketplace or on Craigslist or from your neighbors and your friends, and you can design it based on that. Line your terracotta pots up. Have your bigger plants towards the back of it with your smaller plants toward the front. Move them around. Design it to a point that feels beautiful and full and easy for you and the concept in which you are trying to achieve. So let's recap. How do you go about achieving this kitchen garden space? Number one, you fight your husband or your partner and saying that you're going to claim the space, <laughs> which is what I had to do. Everybody looked at me like I was crazy. Number two, think about the visual beauty in the foods that you eat and the flowers that you see that are edible, the nasturtiums, the calendula that's planted there that can be used medicinally, the, um, what else? the echinacea that can be used medicinally as well too, the black-eyed Susans that can be used medicinally as well too. And um, all those things, so color and flowers, whether they're edible or medicinal. Then the food items, the, the chard, the beautiful colors in the chard or the beets or the peas, you know, the flowering of the peas, whatever it is, you can grow it and you can do it. Plan visually what you want to achieve and make sure there's color in that space. So whether or not you can claim stake of a piece of land and do it, a piece of land off your kitchen, fight for the deck space, whatever it is, I would truly suggest you do it. If you're limited or restricted on that space, grow out of terracotta pots. My gosh, terracotta pots are one of the most romantic items that you can put in a space ever, ever. I love terracotta pots of various sizes, shapes. If they're rusty and old, you know, with white all over them, or if they're brand new, whatever the case is, I love terracotta pots. And on top of that, you can arrange them in a way and a design that makes it just as beautiful as if it were sitting in a garden. So don't give up with the concept of never being able to have a kitchen garden. You can have one regardless. I mean, look at the designs all around. Look at Pinterest. There are beautiful kitchen gardens on Pinterest that you can take a peek at. But make sure you come back to our YouTube channel and see the reveal of ours because I'm very proud of the space. All right, you guys, I hope that this podcast really encouraged you to stop and think, do I have the space to go ahead and start a kitchen garden? And hopefully by next year, next spring, or if you have time this year, go ahead and start on it. You are not going to regret adding that little bit of extra growing space closer to the house. I'm going to tell you, there is nothing better than walking out my kitchen back door and having that space available for me. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I may love it more than I love my main garden. I'm not going to lie. It's a great space. It's very encouraging and refreshing to have it there. And on top of that, you can utilize it 
all season long. So don't plant all perennials, plant some perennials and then plant annuals when you start your seeds after that. Whatever the case is, I hope this has motivated you to think about whether or not you can get away with going ahead and building one next year. So that's all I have you guys. I'll talk to you next week. If you like learning about how to live simply and the homesteading life, join us each week. Go ahead and hit subscribe and make sure to turn on your notifications so you're alerted of every single new podcast that we release. In the meantime, follow our journey at afarmgirlofthemaking.com and follow us on social media, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and that can be found under A Farm Girl in the Making. Have a great day, you guys, and we hope to have you back the next time.